All right. Um, Tristan Henderson. Uh, I'm from Long Beach, California. Um, I graduated in 2014 with a degree in athletic development and communication. And now I work as the assistant tight end coach for the football team. The subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories Podcast. And in today's memories, we're strapping on our pads and celebrating the return of one of UAB's most treasured teams. The journey that UAB football has been on between 2014 and now has been well documented. Trust me, I know. It's a story that so many people around Birmingham know. After a few years of struggling, the 2014 Blazers battled their way to their first bowl eligible season in a decade under first year head coach Bill Clark. Then, at the end of the season, the football program was disbanded, along with the bowling and rifle teams. And that could have been the end of the story, but a grassroots movement by both fans of the team and the Birmingham business community helped bring the team back. It seems crazy, but it was five years ago this summer that UAB officially announced the return. And today, we've got a special zoomed-in look at the whole ordeal. Maggie Tucker, who you may remember from our first Snowpocalypse episode, worked on the team with her friend Bree Bruce. And as the 2014 season came to what seemed like a triumphant end, Maggie, like many others, couldn't believe some of the rumors that were circling around the team. My brother worked at Mississippi State and had kind of the, knew more ins and outs of football than I did and had kind of heard things behind the scenes. And I called him and I'm like, there, there's no way, there, that's not, a, that they wouldn't do that. Not in Alabama, not in the South. Like, we just had our first really successful season. There, there's no new, way. It's a new coach. Yeah, we Bill Clark was here. Um, I mean, everything was great on the right track. I'm like, there's no way this happens. That brings us to former UAB player and current UAB coach Tristan Henderson, who ironically became one of the most visible figures in what turned into a national story. Tristan came to UAB from Cerritos College in California and was one of the top junior college tight ends in the country. But before that, he served two tours in Iraq. And even he, a military vet, was impressed by Coach Clark's first interaction with the team. Two things were, number one, I hate liars. Number two, I hate losing. You know what I mean? And and number one was losing, you know. And um, when he said that, and, and me as a historian in a way, and, and it always throws me back to those old school coaches who walk in with a cigar in their mouth and they're like, listen, we're going to go beat these guys and that's it. Coach Clark's confidence and leadership brought UAB to a 6-6 six and six record that season. But even after beating their rivals in the last game, the rumors that the program was in danger still haunted Tristan and his teammates. Man, we just beat our rival at their house. You know what I mean? I scored a touchdown. We were feeling, we were high right there. We were bowl eligible. And then, you know, the word comes out, hey, they, you know, they're, we're going to have a meeting. President's going to come talk to you guys, da 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 and like I said, the whole year we were hearing about it, so we thought, no, nah, they're going to be like, look, this isn't, this isn't what we're doing. This is a Division One program. We don't do things like that, da 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 And when he starts talking, we're all like, what are you saying? UAB football was about to experience its darkest day in program history, and Maggie and Bree were in the room when the team found out that UAB football was going to be disbanded. It's a famous scene, and we'll get to that in a minute. But for a team that was already experiencing a bit of a rebirth under Coach Clark, the timing of the decision was devastating. He was, and still is, a leader that the still young program could really get behind. And for Maggie, 
the context of what happened outside the room made what was happening inside that much more emotional. All of that is just rushing through your mind when you're in this room. It's like, how how did we get here? How did we go from there and now we're here? And how do we even deal with it? So going forward after the team is disbanded, I think the saddest thing were the couple of years after mm-hmm. where you still have those players that stayed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, God bless them. They they stayed and they continued practicing. They didn't they didn't falter. One of the people who stuck around was Tristan. But before he could get back to football, he became a national symbol of the return because of the emotional speech he gave during the team's meeting with President Watts. According to him, he's not a guy that enjoys being in the spotlight. But when the time came, he knew he had to speak up for the team he'd sacrificed so much to be a part of. Prior to the day, Coach Clark called the seniors in. We had a meeting, and he told us he was like, you know, somebody needs to stand up and say something. Tell us how the team is feeling. And everybody looks at me. I was the oldest guy on the team. I was 27. You know what I mean? I military background. I've been through some stuff. So everybody looked at me as the guy, and I went, no. Because I'm just not that person. I'm just not going to stand up and say anything if it if it doesn't mean anything. There's just no point. And then so he gets up, he starts talking, and then after he starts talking, you know, I said what I said, and I said what I said for the people in that room. I don't care about who was outside cheering. I don't care who was outside booing. I don't care who. The people who were in that room who put in that sacrifice from February to December, that's who I was talking about. The players in the room weren't the only ones that would be affected, though. Maggie and Bree and the members of the support staff were also out of a job now. And in Maggie's case, working for UAB football had been step one in coming to Birmingham in the first place. I came to UAB, I came to Birmingham not knowing a soul. Where I was at my first year of college was not right for me, and it just, it wasn't working out, so I just up and went for a better opportunity. And so I saw Birmingham as this new opportunity and things like that, but I didn't know a single person. And so as soon as I get here, I'm like, okay, well, let me get a job. And I start working in athletics because athletics is all I'd never known. And so I get here, and this is the only people I've known for two, almost three years. Like, it, I mean, it, was this, it wasn't just the players. It was the players. It was their families. It was the support staff. It was the administration. It's like we're all looking at each other, and we're like, what now? Yeah. That was the million-dollar question, literally. Even though there was a lot of public outcry for bringing the program back, no one was really sure what was going to happen. The basketball team's upset run to the NCAA tournament was a welcome distraction, but the future of the football program still loomed over the university for the next six months. Thankfully, though, on June 1, 2015, UAB announced that they would be beginning the process to bring football back. That was five years ago now, which seems absolutely insane to me. But as the wheels slowly started to turn again, people like Maggie and Bree began to be brought back into the fold. I got a call from Mike Jones, who at the time was still the, um, I believe he was assistant athletic director of sports medicine, and he was still the head um, athletic trainer for football. And I got a call from him one day, and he was like, hey, how would you like to come back? And oh my God, I almost threw up. I was so excited. So... I was like, yes, when can I start? He was like, what does it take to get you back? And I was like, "Mm, not much. Okay, I'm back. Um, And so I start the first day, and there are 30 guys walking in. And I remember that first day I see them walk in to the athletic training facility to go to the cold tubs. I think they had just practiced. And it's just this, like, just little group of them because we're used to seeing 
120 mm-hmm. guys and there's just 30 and that's what it started with and I'm like they're mine and Mike looks at me and he's like know all their names by tomorrow and I was like okay done done <laughs> and so that it was uh, I felt I felt complete again it took more than two years to get from the announcement of the program's reinstatement to the first came back in August 2017 coach Clark had spent that time rallying support in the community and patching together a roster. And the team he put together was a little rough and tumble. But for the first time in two and a half years, the Blazers were ready to suit up for a home football game against Alabama A&M. And as Tristan told us, the atmosphere for that game was like nothing he'd ever seen before at UAB. People don't realize how we cherish the support of our fans. Like, it, listen, this, isn't fan, this is family to us, you know what I mean? So for people to come out to the games, like that first game back, 40-something thousand, that is nuts. I mean, you've never heard of that at UAB. I mean, I played a game in 2013. We played Rice on a Thursday night, and they put us on the opposite sideline. So they had to show the opposite side because of how little people were at that game. I could point my wife out from opposite side of Legion Field, and that's not easy. And that's how little people were in the game. So to come from that to where we are now, averaging 22,000 a game, you know what I mean? This new stadium being built, I mean, that's going to be perfect. We're going we're gonna to rock that joint. The Blazers had an amazing season in 2017, finishing 8-5 and five and with their first bowl win in school history. But it was the next year, 2018, when the return really turned into the renaissance. UAB had an unprecedented nine wins in the regular season and earned a berth in the Conference USA Championship game against Middle Tennessee. They had lost to the same team just a week before. So when they traveled up to Murfreesboro for the second game in a row, Tristan's nerves were at an all-time high. And it didn't help when the team got off to about as bad a start as you can imagine. Middle Tennessee went up 13-0, but a furious second quarter put the Blazers in the driver's seat to take home their first conference championship ever. Coach Clark's project had been completed, and Tristan, by then a coach for the team, was ready to celebrate it. And he got a little carried away. So they had 12 men on the field. We got the ball back. We snapped it twice. Game over. I start going nuts, throwing water bottles, jumping around. Then I'm like, oh, picture time. Where's my phone? And then one of my, one of my good friends I used to coach at uh, high school with, he, uh, he comes up to me after a game. He's like, this is your phone. And, and I'm just like, there's no way that just happened. <laughs> there's no way. So I'm like taking flicks. I'm like – and. But in all honesty, and I tell my wife sometimes, you know, you know, sometimes we go to concerts, we go to things like that. Everybody wants to take a picture, but sometimes it's important to just put it all away and to soak up the memory. Because there's sometimes you like I could tell you a story right now. And if I don't have the picture, you have to create that image in your head. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's storytelling. You know, creating a picture for a person so they could see it and they could actually, like, get that feeling of, oh, wow, that that was kind of nuts. You know, so I put the phone away, man, and just soaked it up. The past few years have been a whirlwind for UAB football and its fans, both inside and outside the university. They've seen the team go from its very lowest of lows to the team now winning championships, and it seems like the sky's the limit for the future. It's been an insane turnaround, and it took a lot of blood, sweat, and yes, more than a few tears to get to where they are now. 
People like Tristan, Maggie, and Bree are the lifeblood of that dramatic comeback, and there are hundreds more that helped make it happen. And in this season of celebrating the return, it's pretty cool to be able to soak up their experience, just like Tristan did his. I'm Will Shingleton, and today's memories are about fighting for what you believe in, and maybe more importantly, being grateful for it once you've got it. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating. This whole project is designed to bring people into what UAB has to offer, and ratings and reviews are a big step in that direction. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another UAB memory.